Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 106, Opera and Daffodils. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Jessica's Day Day of Fun. Fun. Hello, good morning. Hello, hello, hi. Uh, Welcome (laughs) back. In the words of Bronx Beat, sorry about the accidental 10-month hiatus. Yeah, I don't know. Axe your mother. I've got this new system going whereby I like um, live my life. You know the Done app that I talked about last year? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god, it rules yes, my yes, life. Yes, yes. If it turns out that that is the beginning of evil, I mean, it's not. We all know where the evil internet is this week, am I right? Um, but like, it, it does kind of rule my life. But I've put in loads of little projects that I want to do. And I say I want to do this at least five times a week. And I want to do ten right. minutes five times a week and as of this week I was like yeah I should probably do that podcast so I've been doing 10 minutes of like behind the scenes things okay good stuff yeah maybe we should maybe we should add that to your so it's on there so it's on there okay right okay take it back maybe we should add record podcast to it maybe I should start one that just says record podcast. yeah yours just says every two weeks be like record the podcast but hey I mean I mean in our defense we are quite forgetful and also (laughs) but you've you've been doing various new bits and bobs of work yes and I had a cold and I didn't sound acceptable to the entire i have i i hate listening to podcasts where people sound bunged up yeah where they're like don't worry about me i'm completely fine i'm just gonna talk like i'm so sorry (laughs) i don't know what (laughs) um yeah i like maybe we shouldn't put like all the admin in charge of the person with like the ridiculous fluctuating health condition (laughs) i say this we like i would like i'll do everything don't worry i've died uh what we're saying is hi welcome spring has sprung i have a vase of dead daffodils on my desk Oh my god, me too! And I was like, I've been buying daffodils, uh, but then you have to like, like desperately need down. to be thrown away dead daffodils. Yes, I need to do what my friend Helen and I refer to as flower maintenance, which is where you go around the house and you empty all of the vases that you should have done like all three days ago, Who are and you, they started John? to go a bit. I know, one. I have one. Yeah, yeah. You empty the vase that should have been emptied like three days ago, and it now is now becomes a hot, like yeah. a job that you don't want to do so then you're like, oh. it's weird isn't it you want to get like, like the longest out of them and then you're like yeah i should have done this before yeah and then it becomes like a burden and you're like i'd rather just sit and look at corpse flowers <laughs> um yeah. as well as a uh, uh, beloved tweeter at porridge brain josie george says like you can go and buy a pound bunch of daffodils from the supermarket yeah that's what it did so cheery i've had like three or four of those uh, in the last few month well however if they last just over a week and they are so cheery i mean i bought one just before the snow hit <laughs> and right, it was like yeah. ridiculous because they just b- full bloom and then blanket of snow yeah was it was that the first snow or the second that snow? was the first snow the second snow right. was a lot smaller um but, it was yeah. but still alarming because i wasn't it was the first snow snowy. i was expecting and then yesterday i right because i find once the clocks have gone forward I find when to close my curtains quite stressful because you know in winter also not only does the the sun set earlier it sets faster so you're like yes it's sunshine 10 minutes later it is pitch black nighttime vampires are about yes nighttime yep. is the stressful part yes, of the day it's nighttime. Uh, and then the summer it's like maybe I'll start setting and then two hours later it's like oh, still pretty light so I had half my curtains closed so I've got like a bay window with five panels so I just had the center panel there and I had some candles so it was all very cozy anyway then a flash went off firstly I thought there were rogue photographers in my garden then I thought we've been bombed then the thunder hit 
and it was the loudest thunder. It was, I, you know, you count, you count, count the miles, count the seconds to count the miles uh, between where the thunder and lightning yeah. is. Uh, I didn't get to one, and then so we had two enormous flash bang, and then the the hail started. And it was like this colossal hailstorm. I had to close my windows. I was like, oh, I'll put my hand out to see if I can feel a bit of hail. And then it started just coming <laughs> in. Um, so I was like running around closing the window. And, and yeah, it was um, it was a real big hailstorm last night where I was. Weather. Good stuff. I, if if it did hail, I don't didn't notice it. I think it was very North London based. It's very localised. Yeah. Localized. Well, my friend uh, lives just north of me, and she was tweeting saying, "Oh, the hailstorm started," and then it reached me, so it's obviously moving south. Right. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to? Who are you? What are you doing? Um, I've been up to all sorts of things. So many things since we last recorded that I just can't remember most of them. Yeah. Um, I went to see The Greatest Showman at the cinema. Did you now? I did. What do you think? I liked it. I okay. thought it was good. Okay, okay. I mean, um, I've not seen it. I already split on it, I know, going in. Uh, when the trailers appeared, I was like, yep, definitely going to go and see that. And then everyone's like, great showman, it's the greatest show. Uh, and... and then people were like, yeah, no. Um, but I, I still went to see it. And yeah, I thought it, I, I, I thought it was fine. Like, what, what do you want from it? It's a film about... P.C. Barnum with singing and dark, like what? What were you expecting? I think I think that this is my takeaway from a lot of when when people play about stuff like oh, it was, you know, what what were you expecting from it? Oh, I'm sorry, the Fast and Furious Eight is not Citizen Kane. What did you think it was going to be? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Fast and Furious Eight was amazing because it was exactly what I wanted. Yes, I rewatched it the other week. Still, still my favorite bits are Statham fights. Statham fights The Rock through a parkour prison brawl statham fights his way through a plane holding a baby yep. i would watch that film if it were just different wacky statham fights i've just described crank carry on <laughs> i've been to the bfi again for long-term listeners oh by the way happy um six years of podcasting from the beginning of the month oh yeah 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 but way back when when we started and i was unemployed and i kept going to the bfi all the time and it became like this running joke and then i didn't go it for did, a while yes. but i i've well, I say I've been twice this week. I will have been twice by the time this goes out because I'm I have to leave. The reason I, there is a deadline to record this, um, apart from the fact we haven't recorded it, you know. But what I'm saying is, I'm going to the BFI straight after this today, um, immediately, hence with to see a Japanese film about knitting and families. Lovely. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but I went on Wednesday as well to see The Feels, which is a sort of female-led comedy. Um, they're both part of BFI Flare, which is the London LGBTQ plus jazzy, jazzy film festival. Um, and those are the films I've seen. Um, okay. um, I think I've, I've only had that one out into the cinema. I was like, I'm going to go to the cinema all the time because I have this membership thing where it's easier to book online. So oh. I need to get my money's worth, um, which you know about because you were there when I signed up for it because we were going to see Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, so I've been once. I was like, right, great, I'm on a cinema roll. Next week I'm going to see Black Panther. Didn't get around to I've still Black not Panther, seen Black Panther. I mean, it's just a nightmare. I will go see Black Panther. Um, I want to see Coco. Yes. Maybe we should go for a double bill. Maybe we should. Because I, I was Coco like, okay, they need to be in order for how long things have been out. So I, I'm going to see Greatest Show first. I really want to sit in the cinema because mm. I felt like that was kind of, you know, the point of that sort of film is sit on the big screen. Um, yeah. And in other news, I planted 34 potatoes yesterday great work thank you i had uh, help from our well, parents yeah i am moving in the future 
September maybe, who's to say, later this year. And I'm very excited because we I live currently in a cinematic desert. No cinemas. <laughs> Whereas I will be living a short bus ride from a, a multiplex and two art house, three art house cinemas. But there's like a, it's not a picture house. It's the one of the other ones where the, most of the seats are sofas. There's an one every of those. man or an art house. Maybe it's or... an every man. I saw I saw hidden figures there with our mama, and then oh, I loved hidden figures. Me too. And then I saw um, uh, in a different branch of the same chain, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, me too. Great. So this is a fun thing about various uh, local cinema chains. <laughs> Yeah, very good. I saw um, the artist at uh, the Phoenix, which was, I think, an ideal combination. Oh, great. And they have a, a vegetarian cafe. Oh, that cafe's great. Um, I've been to the, the, the place. The place. A few plays. The plays, right. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. I went to see Dry Powder at the Hampstead Theatre. Never starring. heard of it. Fabulous. It's a new comedy and it starred Hayley Atwell. That's why I went to see it. Okay. Right, Agent Peggy Carter, my heart. Uh, all of Agent Carter is now on Amazon Prime. Oh, that changed everything. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, great. And then I went to see uh, Flight at the Royal Academy of Music. Yes, you um, did. What did you think of that? How was I it? I thought it was really, really funny. It's a modern opera, and uh, it was really good. And I did... Mm, it was, like, really funny, but then had a meaning, and I was happier when it was just, like, a farce, because... Hello. Yeah, I mean, the best the best bit... Um, what did you think of the costumes, Rosie? Uh, the costumes were exquisite. Obviously, Thank you. My I mean, I didn't pick them, but I cared for them. Yeah, but you did make the um, airline steward's hat for a dog. Oh, I did. Yes, I did. And yes, we, we will, had a we will cross post. Uh, yeah, we had a visiting dog on one of the production days, uh, so she got a hat. Yes, I yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, I liked the bit where it was like genuine old-fashioned farce missing trousers yeah that's sort the great of. thing also about I, when i go to the eno i like to go and see gilbert and sullivan because otherwise they do they sing everything in english and i think hearing a mozart opera in english is wrong and whack and weird <laughs> um but so modern opera if you know is written in english so it's fine it's written in english but yeah. also because of the thing you get people operatically singing why are you wearing his trousers um <laughs> My favourite bit was like the, the patter song at the end of Act 1. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Also because it features a lot of the words randy about uh, like saucy yeah. books you might read on holiday. And it's not a word you hear often. And it was it really funny. Not. And I, I remembered it in the queue at Sainsbury's where I was buying two cream eggs. Um, and it made me laugh. Good. Good. Because they had like their books and it was all like holiday reading. So I saw yeah, that. Um, Jessica did the costumes. It was really good. All I cared for them. Uh, yes, I, I did. I, I, I did not design it, so I cannot take credit for any uh, uh, for the for the choices. I'm just like trying to blast through things that I've done. Yeah, absolutely. Highlights. Book club. Book club still going. Book club Excellent. is going to meeting in Bristol next month. Oh. Because my one of the members lives in Bristol. Um, this has m- she been commuting? Yes. Fabulous. Yeah. Are you all commuting to Bristol? Yeah, we're all getting the mega bus. Love it. We're reading A Wrinkle in Time. Very excited. Last month we read Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the month before that we read... Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine, about which I'm uh, very obsessed. Not not fine. (laughs) (laughs) Not fine, I loved it. Uh, I went to the Winnie the Pooh exhibition at the V&A. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie Illy Pooh. They had multiple copies of that. um, And it was amazing and great. And I loved it. Um, Good. 
Um, I've got two more things to the intro. Do you have anything else? Or was it just your potatoes? Uh, just, just potatoes, mainly. Okay. I went to a school reunion and spent the whole day making jokes about Romy and Michelle on Twitter. <laughs> oh, did... my God. We went to the BFI to see Romy and Michelle for Valentine's Day. Wait, was that... Did I we think... already cover that in the last one? Well, the last one was released on the 22nd, so I think we'd probably... It already... was, but had so... we recorded it, I think we'd recorded it beforehand. Uh... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that was really good. Yeah, so I went to my school reunion and uh, met my friend's baby. She's the first of my friends to have a baby, and I met her baby. 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 Um, and the the baby is very cute and sweet, and was really chill for being at the school reunion. She was the only baby there. That's that's probably why she's like I'm special. I'm Everybody was just going wild over her. So yeah, reasonable. All these teachers were like, "Oh my god, there's a baby!" And we were all like, "This." Well, most of the people there had already met the baby. I hadn't met the baby before. Right. Um, and then I went to a Sylvanian family's fashion show. Oh, fabulous because they are launching their new Sylvanian town range and as part of that there is a uh, one of the shops is a couturier run by right. Stella Chocolate who is Freya Chocolate their spokesbunny's big sister right fabulous Stella Chocolate I see that yeah she's called Stella Stella McCartney's chocolate so. and they decided they would launch this by having a fashion show at Hamley's and they had a runway you know, we were we were the fro, but there was also loads of other Slovenian families. And then the runway chugged round. As my friend said, it's like yo sushi. <laughs> and they had a yes. little Slovenians, but they were in handmade custom outfits. And Adorable. there was a wedding dress in the middle. And then at the top, there was Stella Chocolate herself holding a bunch of flowers. Like she just come out at the end. And it was like the bit where all the models uh, yeah, come out yeah, at like once. The, the design just the walk down at the end. Yeah. with So you get the wedding dress as the last dress, to, dress in a fashion show. And then everyone yep. comes out for their like clapping along. Um, I've seen a lot of Project Runway in America's Next Top Model. Yeah. Um, and then I got to do that. I got invited to that. And I got to be in a toy shop before it opened. They did not have Cabbage Patch Kids, I checked. I oh, got a, I got given a Sylvanian Families model of Stella, who sits on my bedside table now. She's my bunny pal. And I got to do that, and I tweeted about it loads. And I'll post more pictures, but yeah. it, was, it, was, it was bonkers fun. And the day before, I said, oh, I've got to get up early. I'm doing a Sylvanian Families fashion show. And then the next morning, when I started posting about it, loads of people said, I thought that was just a weird joke you were making. <laughs> Oh no, you really had to. No, do. Yeah, but I mean, it does sound like something I do. Be like, well, in the morning, I'm going to get up and like dress up my Sylvanian families. Yeah, but no, it was real. It was amazing. That's kind of my intro. I feel like that's possibly cool. like a I lot say, of let's, napping. Let's crack on with the show. Do you have a song? I do. I have Wild West Hero by Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, yes. I only know that they're, they're their one song. You know that song? I know that. I know the one song. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Wild Wild West. When I roll into the Wild Wild West. Yeah, that's that's when the I one. When I roll into the Wild. Uh, ah, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> that's on one of my <laughs> just dance <laughs> games. I have a really funny story about Wild Wild West, but it's not for now. I'll okay. I don't. I'll put it in the show notes so you can read put the show notes. Show. And yeah. it's about uh, Superman, robot spiders. Bam ba da 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 da. Late review. That's a way better jingle. Thank you. I just thought of it now. It was one of those ones where I started and I didn't know what was going to happen. Ba-ba-booey. But I was pleased with it. <laughs> I didn't I'm... say one thing and she said one thing. Um, I'm doing the Ron Swanson dance, but I realise this is not good radio. We're doing a late review. <clears throat> Try again. Is your bad throat catching? I might be. I'm really sorry. I know having having like had a rant at the beginning, but I'm specifically about stuffy noses and I'm just I'm just croak. I have, have I croak. do I do have a touch of vocal fry. 
Uh, but if you complain about it, um, you're a sexist. It makes, you, it makes you a sexist, so nobody can say anything. I was going to say racist, but that's not the one. That's the wrong one. Anti, anti-feminist. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so you're gonna have to deal with Why it. Why do you hate team, young okay? women? Okay. Yeah, like it's like not my fault. Like uh, I was working and I'm tired, and like now my voice. And also, like, like so... young women are the biggest. Um, pr- like they they push the language forward. Yeah. So we discovered the Beatles. What are you gonna do about it? Okay, we're going to do the late review. But, like, <laughs> legitimately, sometimes it's like, girls, tie that up. <laughs> Stop doing your could sexy you, baby voices. Could you just have a swill of tea and just, like, think about the sentence beforehand and make it all the way to the end without sounding like talking is killing you? With with love. Said with love and support. In the last five years, I have worked a lot on finishing my sentences. I, I, I did some live radio, and I was so worried that I would ramble that I was really punchy and was like, here's my point. Boom, there's a full stop. And the host actually looked a bit alarmed because she was quite used to having to sort of corral people to get this, you know, to get yeah, the thing like down to time. Cuts. And I was just like, yeah, well, I think it is a really feminist film because it's about the joy of female friendship and how you can get love by just being yourself. And she was like, no, oh, okay. She was like, oh, I need to jump in here. And, and <laughs> yeah, dead air. Questions. Otherwise, the emergency uh, records can go. Oh my God, we're doing a late review. It's of the film The Dressmaker <laughs> from 2015. Uh, it, Starring Kate Winslet. It's on on Wikipedia. It's described as an Australian revenge comedy drama, and like that's not enough. I think, I, yeah, I think that covers it. But at the same time, it does not cover it. So it is. Uh, it is. This that. film is so many things to so many people. It is Australian. Uh, it is from 2015, and it is. Um, a, should Should I give a little little? Because as I watched it this week, should I give my little? Uh, yes, you do because I I watched it. Um, end of last. I guess game? about. Months ago, maybe longer. Um, so it is definitely more fresh in your mind. But the salient points I can remember because Lord, does it they have some <laughs> some salient points to it? <laughs> so, so, so the dressmaker is about uh, a woman who returns, the titular dressmaker who returns to the small town um, uh, in Australia from wh- where she was born. Um, from, from when she came. From when she came. Um, where she is largely suspected of having murdered a child when she was a child. Yeah, and... we, we don't know this like from the off people call her a murderer but we like have to find out as it goes along yeah so so everyone else in the town is not happy that she has returned with her sewing machine to look after her mother who was sort of mentally unstable and in this house by herself yeah um it's set in the mid 50s oh it is really hard to explain crucially and there's i know it's it's, okay so it's just bullet points i think this is a bullet point description this woman returns to her small town everyone thinks that she's a murderer and she starts making clothes for people and trying to sort of sort things out but she makes beautiful haute couture and well, you think maybe she's going to like fix the town, right? Because there is so. So well, let's just dive into the review because this film is difficult because to explain. In in describing it, I have to start analysing it. Yeah, there's a scene where she's she's makes the first dress. So she's she's this dressmaker and she wears beautiful gowns. And somebody says, "Is it Dior?" And she says, "No, it's based on Dior, but I made it myself." So she does very sort of new look, beautiful haute couture dresses, yeah. um, Sylvanian fro, and uh, <laughs> and. And there's a scene where somebody comes and asks for a dress, and then she goes to this 
dance wearing the dress and you think oh she's gonna win round everyone in the town by making beautiful dresses and then literally there's like a jump cut and the next scene is everybody in these amazing dresses and like oh no that's not the part of the film i know i was almost disappointed in that because like oh my god there's going to be a makeover montage yeah i thought it was going to be like a montage of people popping in being like oh i see you made goethe dress could i have a dress and then like people slowly like pleasantville but yes with people turning into mature (laughs) models um hats yeah but no, immediately everybody's wearing these dresses. Um, and the crucial thing to note is the backdrop has remained a quiet, small town in the Australian outback. So everything is like the colour of dust and also covered in dust. But then this like Vogue, 1955 Vogue shoot of these women like just leaning up against posts outside the whatever the Australian equivalent of the mercantile is. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's too small a town to have a mercantile, but general store, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, and, and so the first... So you think it's going to be kind of a comedy, because the first thing that happens is she meets Hugo Weaving, who is the police sergeant for the town, and he loves her dresses, and it's clear that he is a closeted cross-dresser, or at least designs, you know, really likes clothes and really likes fashion yeah. and is quite elaborate and presumably homosexual. And you're like, oh, this is going to be like a fun, quirky comedy, and like, he's going to... And he does kind of come and help her out but that yeah. kind of isn't the theme and no there's again a... <sighs> still sweet yeah still still not oh not the theme not the theme and then then there's a point where things take a real turn yeah so with, as you described it Chekhov's grain silo Chekhov's grain silo everyone knows as, okay just please accept our usual like spoiler alert that goes along with late review if you've listened to the show before you know late review comes with a spoiler alert we talk about things from the beginning to the end and we will tell you like who makes it to, from the beginning can we to the actually end and... let's just say i'm i'm gonna straight up spoil what happens in this film because i cannot for the life of me get through explaining this film without telling you liam hemsworth jumps into the wrong grain silo and drowns just after he's made love to kate winslet everyone knows you do not play in grain silos because people die and drown in grain silos so at the beginning of the film we see a group of them playing in a grain silo and you're thinking don't play in a grain silo like my i have i have a friend who grew up in the west country and you know how we had like don't play on the train tracks and don't like, they were like don't play in the grain silo uh was it called granger They're- danger <laughs> I don't know, but, but they they would have like they they had a video or or somebody coming in to talk to them, and this would have been like the late seventies about um about the dangers of grain silos. So we got like how to not get sucked onto the tracks by standing too close to the edge of a ledge on a fast feeding train coming past, and and she got don't play in a grain silo. Yeah, so everyone, you don't play in a grain silo because um you you <laughs> sink because they form a sort of non Newtonian fluid yeah. effect. And you get sucked into, and it's quicksand, and you drown. So uh, at the beginning, they they are doing this. You're like, oh my god, why am I in grain silo? And it turns out that it's not got grain in it. It's got something else. That he accidentally jumps into sorghum later on. Yeah, I he, think he's it's, in grain. It's in... got something else. But the first one, I thought this is a weird scene because it kind of felt like, like the editing is quite odd. Is that suddenly you see these men drunkenly playing around on a grain silo and it's full of yeah, ice. and at, at which point you think, oh, something something's about to happen. Oh, I did not think that. I was like, this is a weird scene. And then later I on... I think it's just because I saw him doing this and I thought, well, Kate had that video about how I you don't play in grain silo. I didn't get that. So I think that playing in a grain silo... And then and then it's literally, she's like, don't jump in the grain silo. And then he jumps and in the grain silo. Like, she was no, like, no, 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 it'll be fine. No! And then he jumps in and then it's not fine. You don't quite get a Terminator 2 like hand soaking into, sinking into the grain. Um, 
Yeah, and then and then I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna turn into like a Django Unchained style bloodbath, and I wanted a shot of her like with a cigarette and like a big gun, and she was just gonna like, d- I wanted carnage, and right. then there kind of wasn't carnage, and I was like, what there kind are of you? Wasn't the body count by the end of it was five? But there was but a high body count, but most of it wasn't related. I she wanted her didn't... to like none of them were at her hand, which is, I mean, the irony what? is that you know because they thought she was she... a murderer. Yeah, she sort of sets some. She doesn't set any of them up, but like she, 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 because of because of her presence and various things that she has done, people have been prompted to change their behaviour or act in in ways that would either directly or indirectly lead to the death of somebody else. And um, and lots of other people who have been abused by the men in their lives yeah. to take their own revenge. Um, yeah. So so yes, and, and it is generally the I can't. And the good people in the film help her out. So she. <laughs> Which is quite a limited number, it turns out. Basically, it's Hugo Weaving. It's her... Hugo Weaving and her mother, and uh, but she has to win her background. And up until his untimely death, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, and... and actually, his family were very nice, but once he dies, they leave. They leave. So they have been baking hash brownies for a woman with arthritis, and yes. it is revealed. And then somebody works out that they've been baking hash brownies, and because he, as the police sergeant, was complicit in her getting sent away, Hugo Weaving takes the fall. But he does this finally coming out as you know his true self in a full <laughs> Toriador's uniform, and he does a statement. It is magnificent about how he is a smoker and a worshipper of the hashish, which he distributes <laughs> to his fellow drug addicts. <laughs> and he's taken away and it's amazing because like okay what well, and there's a point you know where i thought the carnage was gonna happen the carnage didn't happen then three characters die in quick succession in like wacky accidents like somebody accidentally barrels all the way through their house straight out the back door and drowns in a pond um fun fact that is the dad from strictly ballroom oh okay would i have queued up to watch on my dvr oh yeah i forgot you've not seen it yes and then there is some bloody revenge but it's like not at all it's not like fun bloody it's like oh this is no it's just oh that yeah it's not satisfying stabbing if that makes sense oh my god like in murder on the orient express (laughs) yeah yeah. um it's not like ah you've you've, because this woman has been abused by her husband for years and and she is the mother of the of the child who died and um and she'd been sort of basically sedated and she finally like works out what's going on and 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 snaps and, and understands that... tendons. yes like, so he falls down so it's not like a visceral sort of ah oh, i'm so angry and i'm done no she just like slip flip she just does it so that he he can bleed slowly to death on the kitchen floor yeah and then if i does she then kill herself i don't think so she, she says she I... says people think i'm unstable so basically she'll get away with it I thought right, yes, the, yeah. The, the, um, yeah, because I, I, I can't wanted, quite remember if she was one of the five. Yeah, I really like like films. I mean, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm no longer a Tarantino apologist. I am the opposite of that a condemner. <laughs> but I really like in Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. Where I was like, I don't really get what this film is, and then like the last twenty minutes is just rampaging. Yeah. I'm like, oh, gentlemen, I am here for this, and I kind of there's there's a big fire, but no one's involved. Not that I wanted people to burn to death. No, but so the rest of the town have got. There's this subplot of a town doing I a play. But is, is it Gilbert and Sullivan Society? They sort of no. So they're doing Macbeth, and they're dressed Macbeth, in like baroque you. outfits. And she and then the other town are doing the Mikado and Tilly, who is the, the the dressmaker Kate Winslet, says she doesn't she doesn't want to make the costumes. Um, for they've, they've sort her of town. assumed that she will. They're kind of you know they're like on small towns like come and. 
come and do this it will be fabulous and then she says no and they're like yeah we hate you still um so she she it turns out goes to help the other t- their like rival local town so she they all turn up in their fabulous Amazing realness. Yeah. so everyone's livid on a bus on the way back from wherever this was and they're like where's the guy playing with beth and somebody has to be like oh yeah his, his wife <laughs> killed him he's dead um, and then they come back and she is set fire to the entire town and uh, and walked through it and left which is you know i love people walking away with a backdrop of fire um it I was mean, magnificent let's maybe move on but basically the thing with this film is it does not know what it is is it a it, drama is it a comedy is it like your standard western is it is it all of those things and yet none of them yeah um uh, i think i texted you at times like i recommend this film because like I need someone else to watch it. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I was what really enjoying it? it, and then and I was tweeting about it, like maybe I like this film. It's wacky. Um, and then Liam Hemsworth drowned in a grain silo, and I was like, oh, this film's taking a turn. Yeah, that's the point at which it turned for me. I was and then like, I was oh. like, is it taking this turn? And then it kind of ends up in a ditch, and then it course corrects for a while, and then it's just like on a multi, uh, like a ring road. I didn't know. Where yeah, it <laughs> it's, um, it gets lost in, in the. It's uh, just like in some woods. Um, yes, in the uh, Croydon one way system. We move from dis- away from discussing whatever the plot is to some of the the other things. Okay, so one of the things I found was there's a bit where she she Caitlin's letters back, and she talks to a girl who I had taken to be approximately twenty one, and then it turns yep. out that she and Kate Winslet were meant to be at school together. Yeah, I, I don't like, think they were, they weren't quite the same age. But she they was were a bit younger than her, but, but they were not contemporaries. That much younger. And then when I mean I, I'm obviously grossly. I, I then looked this up and it was unfair to Kate Winslet but I was like is that meant to be her mother because I thought Judy Davis was younger and I thought Hugo Weaving was younger and I was like are they meant to be contemporaries and then Liam Hemsworth and Kate Winslet he's meant to be a bit younger but they're meant to be like contemporaries and then all the basically apart from the people who look too young to have been at school with her everyone else looked like vaguely the same age apart from the really old people so it was like a school play when people are like yes this is my father but clearly they're the same age right so it's like wet hot american summer yeah he's acknowledging old any of the cast i just yeah and then she's like not on purpose she's like gert you were at school then and it's like gert doesn't look like she was born then i feel that kate winslet was like, I get that that character is different to everybody else. Yeah. But firstly, her accent was... And I know she's, like, moved around the world. I just feel like a different lead actor, lead actress... Maybe an Australian this, one. Maybe an Australian. Somebody like Kate Blanchett. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, because she, yeah, she would still Aussie. have... Been, um, although, I mean, age-wise, still has the, the, the regalness to carry off. Yeah. To yeah. turn up in this sm- dusty small town. Or anyone that's, like, actually Australian. And she just... I don't know. There was just something that she looked really not... She looked out of place, but I don't I don't know. Maybe that was conscious, but not in, like, a, I understand this woman is out of place. But I didn't yeah. really... I could not believe that she had come from there. I, I didn't really pick up on that. I don't... Well, I don't seem to remember. I said I, I watched it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that being one of the takeaways that I had at the time of... Of why are all these people at school so clearly? But I definitely remember trying to like work out the age difference between her and Liam Hemsworth. And are they are they supposed to be the same? I don't remember. I know he's younger, but how much younger? He's twenty. So he's twenty eight now, and Kate Winslet's yeah. forty two now. So what they would have been like twenty five and thirty nine. Which I mean is it's and it's not the age difference like in of general. The actors, yeah. It's the way I was like, but what he and he looks 
really young. Yeah, it's about they they were supposed to have been sort of frankly contemporaries. It at was just school at the same time. It that yeah. that was just weird for me. Um, um, the clothes are beautiful. Yes, the, the clothes costumes are, ex- are stunning. They're exquisite. Um, one thing I think I I couldn't quite work out because so she arrives. They call her a murderer. It takes her. It takes a long time for you to find out what had happened. Eventually, it turns out that she she hadn't done anything. This the boy that had died was like the school bully, but his dad was the mayor, and he could sort of get away with anything. And his mother was a bit sort of oblivious and and coddled him a bit. Um, and and then, as it turns out, was being sedated by her husband. Um, but that happened later. And had um, it was it, his death was an accident. He had charged at her, and she, and she had moved, so he and he'd hit his head on the wall. Himself. Apparently, this this turns out to be a thing that this child would do. He would run at people and headbutt them in the stomach. Usually, had people hold, and there uh, it was just the two of them on this occasion. So she obviously moved as you would, and he ran straight into the wall and suffered a traumatic brain injury and died. Did you know um, that there is a Wikipedia page for grain entrapment? <laughs> Well, I do now. I mean, it's not funny if somebody's actually died in there, but... Um, so that that's what happened. And it takes you a while to get there. But it's never entirely clear. Everyone calls her a murder. It was like, was there a trial? And it turns out there was no trial. It was just sort of hearsay to town. And she was sent away, but she wasn't sent to, like, Borstal. She was sent she to was a boarding school. sent away, but not in a, okay, we need to avoid the scandal. So she's going to go and live in the country with great aunt. What's the chops? Um... And also the teacher had it's... given a false statement. And the teacher had given like a false statement. Yeah. Because she for, was like, well, for... what else would have happened? Well, many things. Um, and it, check and it the dent in the wall. Was, there was a witness, but it was... Um, Liam Hensworth, old, was he older? Or His older brother? brother, that he has developmental disability. But he, he, I can't remember if he says anything or if he's not believed. And so nobody bothers asking him. And he doesn't That's want right. to say he saw anything because he thinks that they'll send him away to like a an asylum or like a, a home yeah. if if he, they think he's lying so he doesn't say anything which is like fair enough yeah um yeah like this film is so weird it's so many things um so many things it does the thing it's so many that i just don't know where what who why? so yeah so when, when she comes back and they're like oh the murderer's here like are we still going with that like what did we did we ever find out what happened we, they all oh, just did. like accepted it and were like they all yeah. just went oh yeah she's a murderer she no, no there was no trial she never went to prison she was never convicted of anything and there was no proof but um yeah oh her oh her she's a she's a wrong and no mistake she's a rush yeah <laughs> pretty much they're like sent her away for being a wrong and so yeah definitely go and watch it if you haven't already and obviously you know what happens so um yeah i kind of wonder whether <laughs> i'd feel like okay some of the things you'll be like whoa but also it's so weird that knowing it in advance isn't going to be not like, matter. Oh yeah, my doesn't, God, doesn't I can't matter. Yeah, you just for me. this this one. I think you can just go along on the journey. In fact, I actually knew he was suffocating because so they'd hooked up, and I was like, "How much longer is this film is there?" And I looked at the the Wikipedia thing just to scroll through and see says, where the plot. He drowns halfway through. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, there's quite a lot of plot less," and just saw the phrase "Teddy suffocates as he sinks into the grave," and I was like, "Excuse me now," <laughs> and then they're suddenly they're on the thing, and she's like. No, Teddy! Um, I apologise to everyone in Australia. I'm going to give it a tentative... A tentative one? I don't know what I'm marking it out of. Yeah, on what what grounds? On what grounds? Is it performance art? Yeah, I'm giving like a tentative thumbs up. Like, you're just like, oh, okay. I'm giving it a, oh, okay, one thumb. I'm going to give it... I'm I'm, going to give it... Yeah, same. I'm going to give it one thumb and 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 a lot of eyebrow. A tentative two thumbs up. Yeah. 
and a shrug and a like like I think you should definitely watch it but also I don't know if honestly if you want me to be honest I don't know <laughs> uh, oh yeah also somebody uh, gets hit in the head with a portable record player and carted off to an asylum song song Rosie what's your song my song is Trouble by Natalia Kills does she apparently uh, snacks snacks I have chocolate covered rice cakes because rice cakes you think healthy and then mm, chocolate covered they're like I a tasty treat I have mini eggs because yesterday I went for my little walk but I made it as far as the news agents to buy a bag of mini eggs okay, okay. that's that's a good thing to aim for, I think. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Okay, finish the jam sweater. Sure, Jan. Finally. And I'd sewn all of it up, except one sleeve, but the sleeve I'd sewn on at least an inch, so I'd already done the attaching, and then just not done it, and now it's all sewn in, and all the ends sewn in, and I've photographed it, and I've weighed the yarn left over, and it's real cute. Um, does it fit? Well, I've gained quite a lot of weight since I cast it on, so, I mean, it fits, but... So more walking to the news agents, fewer mini eggs. Listen, <laughs> listen. Um, but it still looks cute. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hang the way that it. Right. Like it's designed to, but it, it fits still. But so it's, it's fine. just a different style of, of of thing. It's it's meant to have quite a lot of ease. Doesn't have okay. it, but it still looks good. Um, okay. And I'm knitting the Scylla Skilla socks, which you may recall, dear listeners. Uh, I knitted before and then accidentally felted my pair in the washing machine. Yes, you did. I I, I then rescued the wool, but I've not done anything with that yarn left over. So I've bought new yarn entirely and I'm sewing, knitting these socks again um, for my friend Caitlin um, because I wanted to knit her some socks. And so also it's like a, a... a, a rejuvenation of that pattern. Also, two of my friends are having babies this year. In fact, well, no, two of my two of my friends are having one baby. You can so much knitting. My friend, other friends. So basically, there are lots of babies happening. So I'm going to knit all the time. <laughs> all knitting all the time. Bad luck, babies. You're going to be yarned. You're going to yarn bond bomb <laughs> some babies. Okay, that's my needle and fed. Cool. Um, I've done a couple more rows of the uh, uh, zigzag blanket. I couldn't remember the word blanket. Oh, the ripple blanket, sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it continues on a pace. So for next next winter, it should be there, probably. I don't know. It'll be uh, fine. I yeah. was having a cosy day and I thought, I want a blanket. But as we previously discussed, all the blanket patterns, I like a crochet and I don't have to crochet. So Okay, I can I can fix I can fix that. Okay, thank you. I would appreciate that. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Okay, Drag Race Season 10. Very exciting. Back now on Netflix watched half of oh my god if i download the rest of episode two i could watch it on the train watch it on the train holy moly guacamole um so that's great you know what else is coming to netflix rosie rosie do you do you do you do you know what else is coming to netflix series one to seven of the great british bake-off series one seven of the great british bake-off which is great because they haven't repeated series seven and that's one with my girlfriend candace in it and her uh, her gingerbread pub with a sticky carpet oh yeah uh, I really enjoy Nailed It. I understand it's not for everyone. <laughs> I think that the contestants are in on it. Like they understand right. the whole point is to not is to do a like a silly. It's a it's a chance to make a sugar mess. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's like you idiots. You can't bake. It's like whoa, you tried. Oh, it's, you've made a really disgusting looking thing, and they all laugh. That's my feeling on the matter. Yeah. Um, you'd have to be. Surely. One, one day at a time has been renewed as well. Yes, thank goodness. As is Queer Eye. Thank goodness. I really enjoyed Queer Eye. My boy Jonathan, who's my favourite one. (laughs) 
I'm here to defend Anthony and his and his guacamole tendencies. He was in my dream, and I accidentally Anthony, said to his with a, with an avocado. They were all in my dream, all of them, right? And I was okay. just saying to Caramo, be a Caramo, and it was Caramo and Jonathan who were my two favourites. And I was like, the thing is, Anthony can't cook. And then I turned around, Anthony was there, and I was like, no, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. But um, I think it's 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 testament to him, just sort of like being being nice and just pushing along the microphone. Oh yeah, like he's I really sweet. He's really like he's a, look at look at that face. Oh, he's adorable. Um, I hadn't noticed. My favorite is Bobby. Well, no, I love them all. Bobby, I right, yes, I I love it. Came, I watched all of it. I sort of binge watched it in a couple of days. So I hadn't, you know, when you you don't do a deep mm-hmm. dive on something, you just like I'm really enjoying this. I'm just absorbing it, and then and then you 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 either have time to think about it or you start reading things on the internet. And it, it within like two days of it being out, everyone was like, yeah, so this is great. But can we just talk about the fact that um, Anthony's job is to chop some avocados, and then Bobby's job is to is to redesign and, and execute an entire house. house. And Tan is like, "Have you considered a pattern shirt?" And Jonathan have is like, "Yes, and you can do it. Do it all the way up. And um, then, if you need a formal setting, pop a jacket on." Bobby is like, "Okay, I'm just going to renovate slim slim cut trousers." rebuild this and like let's i love it it's not that the other guys are slacking except anthony like tan is incredibly stylish and i love him and he's british as well so yes represent and there's an amazing episode where he they're making over a guy of indian heritage and he, he's pakistani and they have so much in common because there's like a cricket ball and i there's, was like, just their about wedding. him standing in the wardrobe with, the, with he finds the cricket ball and then and he like, teaches yes, them to bangra dance and he's like you gotta screw in the light bulb <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, yes, I did that. Yes, Um, Jonathan is just amazing. There's one of the really early episodes is uh, like they go into the guy's house and they're like making a huge fuss and they're like, guys, we did. Jonathan's like, we've just got here. Let's not startle her about the man. (laughs) And then he tells the guy's hair and he just looks at him and goes, who gave us permission? Jonathan is one of the few people where. he tied his hair up in a man bun, and I went, "Oh, that's better." Yeah, like he looks good with a man bun. Yeah, um, I love when them when, all. when he first appeared. I, and I know this has been covered as everybody you know talking about like Bobby doing the house and stuff. When he first appeared, I was like, "Is this performative?" Because like, there's a lot going on. He's like, "Oh no, this is him. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Carry on. Let's your what's, life." What's great is that like he is because of how much say I love Drag Race. That can come across as like this is what gays in the media are like. Yeah, and there's the five was... of them. He's the one that's like that. And the other yeah. ones occasionally will be like, yes, queen, but in a kind of joining in as opposed to like, these are five, it's not five drag queens, is what I'm saying. I, I really enjoyed in the first episode, they go to the, the guy's house, he's the, the older man with the big beard. Yeah. And um, and they find his, his like sister-in-law or somebody had made him a doll. I don't know what the situation with. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe she made, like she makes these and, and he'd sort of, maybe I don't know, bought one to be supportive. I don't know. Anyway, it's his sort of toddler sized cloth doll the kind of thing that used to be on children's tv and would be like a puppet yeah and they're like what is this why do you have this and it's like yeah it's a long story like it just lives up there and they're sort of holding it and then he's talking to anthony in the kitchen and anthony is just like without it's not it's not mentioned at all but he does the whole thing just holding this doll like it's a real child <laughs> and they just see him and he's just carrying this doll that's so sweet <laughs> it's like oh look at him he's adorable <laughs> oh i love them so much and yes i'm glad that's been renewed and that we'll get more i haven't actually finished the first series yet but um i have watched all of nailed it so they're my priorities (laughs) um so yeah so very very wildly off from uh what we've seen this week um i have one more netflix 
I hesitate to say recommendation, but it sort of fits in with the vibe we're doing now. And I've been meaning to ask you, have you seen any of a programme called Doll Life? Um, it is about a woman who designs um, doll fashion. I think it's in my fashion, queue. Oh my gosh. Fashion for, I, I thought maybe it was going to be like she she designed clothes for dolls. No, it's like but dolly, no, 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 like but no, elegant it is, gothic it's, Lolita. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Which is a, a separate, it's separate thing, but it's like the sort of Harajuku kind of doll fashion. Um, and it's a reality TV series. And they're only like 23 minutes long an episode um, about her and her and her team. And it's like, it's not scripted, but it's one of the guys, like her assistant or I, I can't remember what his job title is, but he, I, I don't know. <laughs> he must be doing, okay, they start off doing, you know, when they have the talking heads and he cries in every single one of them, but like clearly on purpose. <laughs> it's hysterical. I, I don't know how uh, at what point I was supposed to take them seriously. I feel like not at all. Never, but like, I, but like, I I know that they're like they're like they're in on it. I'm he's 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 it. in on the joke. He's doing it on purpose. But like, he's in on it. But he's sort of he's what he's saying is not untrue. But he's he's... like, I just you know, I'm just I really want her to do well, and then he's like sobbing and being like. Yeah. Anyway, I my Netflix queue. They've kind of recently started adding a lot of things like that, and a lot of like, um, like Terrace House, or there's a one about a K-pop star who runs a bed and breakfast, which I haven't watched any of. But I'm like, okay, this looks great for me. Um, um, God bless Netflix. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Who gave us permission? Who gave us permission? (laughs) That is a Freudian (laughs) slip and a half. Didn't even mean that one. I I choked on my own spit and it came out of his. Didn't even mean that one, but you have that. You can have that one for free. (laughs) Um, I've got a few a few articles. Two on the pool. One is called "Knitting Has Been Revolutionary in the Way I Manage My Mental Health," and it's all about how great knitting is for your mental health. Um, I will never not share articles about that. The other one is uh, not. Uh, so light is called this is how it feels to be exhausted and uh francis ryan who writes a lot about disability and welfare and especially politically um in the uk wrote about chronic illness and how uh we don't talk about it too much uh except for me but i'm in the article is what i'm saying is uh, <laughs> is, is, is 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 and she talks about how like we don't really discuss that like there are a lot of things about now talking about mental health, um, yeah. but not so much about chronic uh, physical health issues. Um, and right. it would mean a lot if you would go and read that. There are links in the show notes. Um, and I've got, oh God, I've got more more writings. Uh, share, share with us your writings. Bring to us your writings. Okay, there's a BuzzFeed article called All the Glamorous Things I Will Do When I Am a Rich Old Lady. Um, I will have... I can't wait. I, I will have perfect posture, despite the fact that I currently have terrible posture. Um, yeah. I will always sleep in an eye mask. The elastic at the back will never leave a dent in my hair, and the front will never leave marks on my face. I thought that my bed was full of chia seeds, but actually it was the elastic perishing from my sleep mask. <laughs> That's not from the article. But it, it, this article made me made me miss the toast very much, and it's very good. Yeah, so that sounds like a toast, a toast article, a listicle when you began it. Another one from uh, BuzzFeed was called Who Gets a Happily Ever After in 2018? And it was so interesting it's about um the the politics of romance novels in 2018 um yeah. and romance novels are not something i've read hugely but lots of people i am now friends with are uh, big readers of them i feel very romance novel adjacent um and right, i'm really yeah. interested to read some of the the good writing be- uh, because i think you know when you grow up romance is like mills and boone really trashy disposable stuff yeah and now Bartman. it's yeah and now it's actually like great 
um, fiction that you know that it's going to be lighthearted, or not lighthearted, but you know it's going to come out well, which in this year of our apocalypse, 2018, <laughs> I, I really appreciate. Um, uh, so that's a great long read and has loads of great recommendations. Um, and then two things from The New Yorker. One is a very toast, toasty type thing, which is an internal memo to the staff of a magazine in a romantic comedy. Point number three, someone's going to need to get Judy Greer out of the stockroom. <laughs> um, it's really really funny uh, hello ladies and cartoonishly gay men of Lady Magazine uh, and the other one from the New Yorker no this is from the New York Times I apologise is uh, is actually just an article all about um, the elevator operators in New York who still do like manual yeah. elevators um, and they're a sort of dying profession and also a lot of the elevators are being replaced but it's really interesting that sounds fascinating yes uh, so those are my those are my things. So, so if any of those sound good to you, all of them are amazing. All of the links are in the show notes, which um, you will be able to see uh, like in the usually in your podcatcher or if you go to a website, and they go up at the same time as the episodes. Um, I have a couple of little things. I don't have writings, but I found uh, a large accident on YouTube. Um, now I think the band is called Modern Trade, but the channel is certainly called Modern Trade, and they are described as Southern Gospel Revival. Um, so think, uh, oh brother, where art thou? Mm-hmm. Um, with a little bit of Prairie Home Companion sort of feel mixed in, and um, but not the like whimsy, just musically. Yeah. Um, and they are, yeah, they're Southern Gospel. Can't make that any clearer. Um, and they all of their videos seem to be filmed in a barn in Texas, and they they look delightful. They've gone for a kind of retro styling, and they're and they're very nicely filmed. So check them out. Also, while you're on YouTube, I strongly recommend just type into the search bar the words carpet cleaning. Knock yourself out, my pals. Knock yourself out. Also, how, why, why, why do so many restaurants have carpet in them? Gross. As it turns out, because the way you find out about it is when you're watching the carpet being cleaned. Uh, anything near food should be wet Shudder. clean. Like wet clean. Wet oh. clean. And if you're in that in that flex, uh, find Jolie Care on Twitter and uh, check out the hashtag Wash Water Wednesday, which you beautifully contributed to. I did contribute to this to this week. Uh, people sent her pictures of their wash water. She's a cleaning expert and advice columnist and author of the book My uh, Boyfriend Bathed in My Handbag and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. So she will solve all cleaning dilemmas. And she has a podcast, but she does do Wash Water Wednesday, which is where people send her pictures of the water after they've washed things in it which it's, is very interesting. really good. And she gave me uh, advice on how to clean my cabbage patch kit. Very good. Um, I've got to go. So let's cool. wrap I'm this done. up. This was fun. I'm going to tick this off on my podcast, on my little app for today that I've done 10 minutes. Take it off. I'm um, going to go and eat some Cocoa Pops. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know, right? Ugh. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.